Moments of Encounter is a weekly live broadcast brought to you by Calvary Revival Labels through God's servant Chidebele Odeze. The teachings are focused on building the church and raising men that will do exploits in this end time. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvarywayonline.org or our Facebook and Telegram pages at Calvary Way Revival Labels. May you have a life-changing encounter as you listen. this evening we have come again to touch his glory we have come again to touch him love so amazing so divine demands my soul my life my all precious and everlasting father we are here Thank you for mercy. Thank you for love. Thank you for another opportunity to have an encounter with you this night. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because your fullness is in this place. We commit our heart unto you, Lord, that you will prepare these hearts to receive your word. We pray that you will every one of us this evening with your word. Pray that our life, oh God, shall experience your touch in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
We await you, Holy Ghost, for a transformation that is everlasting in our life, conforming to the very image of Jesus by the word. In the name of Jesus Christ. You may be seated and pay great attention tonight because the Lord has prepared for great encounter with us tonight. Thank God for how he has encountered us using the last team we considered which is the overcoming faith. If you can remember in the last topic, the integration of our faith, we saw how faith, love, and hope works together. In fact, we saw according to Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 that faith worketh by love. So that's leading us to the next theme we are going to be considering in our in this moment of encounter the power of divine love. Can we all say it? Let's say it again. The power of divine love. The first topic we are supposed to look at in that theme is understanding divine love. But as I was praying, the Spirit of God showed me that no man will have the capacity to understand divine love. No matter how profound the teaching is until that person has been delivered from self-love. Say self-love. It therefore becomes necessary for us to study self-love and how to be delivered from it. So the topic tonight is deliverance from self-love. What is self-love? Self-love is the natural human love every man has for himself. It originated from self, which is the corrupt Adamic nature that was introduced into humanity by the disobedience of Adam. Well, would have concluded that definition of self-love as love that is coming from self. According to the name. But because love is a virtue that is both measurable and comparable. So we can measure love. And because we can measure love, the true definition of self-love is loving yourself more than loving God and more than loving others. If a man loves himself more than he loves God and he loves others, we can comfortably say that that man hates God and others. I, Chidebele, hate God if I love myself more than I love 
God. I hate others if I love myself more than I love them. It's not sounding so wonderful, but the truth is that the word hate can only come out when love, when you compare love. Take an illustration of taking my two sons to their different boarding school. And then taking one inside when I when we go to his school, helping him offload his goods, and then sitting down with him, giving him advice, and praying for him, encouraging him, and then taking the second one to his school and dropping dropping him at the gate. In his heart, the second one. You know he will be saying that dad hates him, isn't it? But you may say that I have done so much for him. I paid his school fees, isn't it? I bought those things for him, isn't it? And I have carried him to the school gate. This is love, isn't it? I did it for him. But because I did not do it for him, to the extent I did it for the other person. All that he knows and sees is that daddy hates him. Are you following me? So, if you love yourself more than you love your wife, if you love yourself more than you love God, the truth is that that is self-love and self-love means hatred for others. Hatred for God. If a man has two wives and is showing more love for one than the other, the one that is loveless will eventually discover that she is loveless and what she will normally say is that I am what? I am hated. So, we can exactly say that to hate is to love less. And that is what self-love means. When you love yourself more than others. When you love yourself more than you love God, you love, you, you, you are living in self-love. Brothers and sisters, let's not think that it is possible to love ourselves and love God equally at the same time. No. To love self is to hate God and others. And there is no man who has loved himself that did not hate God and others. Self-love originated from self. So wherever you meet self, you will see self-love. Adam shifted blame to God and to his wife when he disobeyed God. And God said, have you eaten the fruit I told you not to eat? He began to blame God. He said, the woman you gave to me has caused me to disobey you. So you are the one that is the cause. If not that you gave this woman to me, I will not have disobeyed you. 
So he is blaming God. He is blaming the woman. Why he is exonerating himself. That is a product of self-love. He has loved himself more than he loved God. That's why he exonerated himself and blamed God. Anytime you are blaming people, anytime you are, maybe when things go wrong, you see yourself exonerating yourself and blaming others. You know, that's very normal and natural for the natural man. When the thing is very going well, when, when the, 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 the business, you know, yielded, then you would, you know, take the glory and say, if not for me, that will not have happened. But when the thing is, you know, hard problem, you begin to blame the next person. That is a result, as a result of self-love. You love yourself more than you love others. That's why you blame them and you exonerate yourself. Self-love is at the root of all self-manifestation. True deliverance from self-life must begin from deliverance from self-love. Self-love is the root of selfishness. Self-love makes you think more about yourself and your selfish interests. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 and 4 said, I'm reading it from Amplified Version of the Bible. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit. I repeat, do nothing. What is nothing? What is nothing? Nothing. Do nothing from selfishness. That is to say, from morning to night, night to morning, week to week, do nothing from selfishness. Do nothing from empty conceit through fashionable motives or strive, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant nor self-righteous, regard others as more important than yourself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest. That's verse 4. But also for the interests of others. Why did Cain hate Abel and eventually killed him? Because Cain loved himself more than he loved Abel. If Cain has loved Abel more than he loved himself, will he kill him? Self-love. At the root of hatred, at the root of murder. When you speak evil about people, when you criticize people, even if they are evil, even if they are wrong, the truth is that you don't love them. If you love them more than you love yourself, you will not speak evil about them. You will not criticize them. So all criticisms, all complaints, is they are all coming from self-love. You know Moses, Moses, that's one man that in the Old Testament has no self-love in him. Especially when the children of Israel, when he was leading them. You know that when they will commit an offense and sin against God, he will go to intercede for them. And 
in more than two in, in two occasions God offered Moses a lineage of Israel. He said, Moses, I want to destroy these people, two occasions, and I will make of you a nation. That is a very big offer. It will not, it will not be children of Israel again, it will not be children of what? Moses. But Moses said, No, no, no. You don't do that. Think about yourself. What will other people, other nations say about you? Eh? They will say that you are not able to bring the children of Israel to the promised land. That was why you destroyed them in the wilderness. You can see. It will indict you. He loved God. He loved the glory of God. He loved, you know, everything about God more than what he would have gained. Even when God has offered. On a, on a, a particular occasion, he said to God, forgive these people. But if you will not forgive them, if their offenses are too much that you cannot forgive them, take away my name from the book of life. Can you imagine that? He was not the one that sinned. The people sinned. But he was ready to go to hellfire for the people to go to heaven. That is what we call selflessness. There is no self-love in him. And that's the kind of, you know, you know, thing that God wants to happen in our life. He wants us to be without self-love. He created man in his own image. And the image of God is selflessness. You will soon discover that clearly. David, in 2 Samuel chapter 11, took the wife of Uriah in a broad daylight and slept with the wife of Uriah. Why? Because David loved himself more than he loved Uriah. He did not consider Uriah. He considered himself. He, he loved, he wanted to, he want to, you know, fulfill his carnal pleasure. He wanted to please himself. Not considering that you are taking another man's wife. And at a time, he still killed the same man because he wanted to cover his sin. Self-love is terrible. All manifestation of adultery, fornication, uncleanness, masturbation and all of that, they are product of self-love. Eh? In 2 Samuel chapter 13, Amnon, the first son of David, took Tamar, his own sister, and raped her in a deceitful way. Why? Amnon was thinking about himself. Did he consider that girl a virgin? A, a princess? In fact, that lady went to her house with her, you know, princess cloth, cloth of diverse colors, special cloth made for, you know, king, king's daughters that are virgins. This man, your own sister, you couldn't consider that this is my sister. Self-love can blind. When you see people raping others, when you see young boys, you know, saying to young girls, I love you, they are looking for a way of satisfying their own self. They, are, they don't have any love. They don't have any love. 
That is why somebody can sleep with another man's wife. With, without the same person, if he hears that somebody slept with his wife, you know the way they react? The same person. He will not even like to hear it. But they are doing it to others. And you so you see self-love ruling our world. You see several men, they are sleeping with other men's wife. Without even knowing that other people are sleeping with their wife. So self-love and deception keep going here and there. All sorts of disobedience to God in the area of sexual sin are as a result of men loving themselves more than they love God. If you love God, you will not like to disobey God. It's because you love yourself more than you love God. That's why you will see God's commandments clearly. And you will get into uncleanness. Self-love is at the root of anger, quarreling, fighting, malice, bitterness. Anytime you get angry with anybody, anywhere, it is self-love that is behind it. No matter what the person did to you. I'm not talking about righteous anger. We have two types of anger. The righteous anger is when you are angry because of the glory of God that is at stake. That one is not the anger of man. That one is the anger for the sake of God's glory. The one that Phinehas, the son of Eliezer, carried Jebelin out of anger and killed two fornicators in the camp of Israel. And God said from heaven, Moses, Phinehas has pleased me. I said, thou shalt not kill, but I like this kind of killing. That's what we call righteous anger. He was zealous for his God. The kind of anger that led Jesus to, you know, overthrow the table of money changers and, you know, chase them out of the temple. That one, he was not doing it because people were insulting him. He was doing it because people were insulting God. That one is a necessary anger. You are angry because the glory of God is being, you know, murdered. And you must talk. But when you are angry because your own glory is being murdered, he did not greet you well. He insulted you by the way he spoke to you. This is what we call self-anger. Anger that is coming from self. It is as a result of self-love. Eh? If you look, let's take an example. Let's say that this person insulted me. Eh? Now, when you insult me, if I love you more than I love myself, eh? that is if I don't have self-love. Remember, self-love is loving others more than you love yourself. If I love you more than I love myself, I'll begin to think about you, not about myself, not about my, 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 myself or glory that you have insulted. No. I'll begin to ask questions. Why is, he, why is he talking like that? Why is he speaking like that? And as a result of maybe discovering that maybe this person has a problem, he needs prayer, he needs help. Compassion will flow from me towards you and I may end up praying for you than getting angry with you. 
Eh? If a small girl disobey you, there are two things that will happen. Is either you punish that girl out of anger, or you punish that girl, or you, you correct that girl in love. They are two different things. Did you hear what I said now? There is punishment out of anger, and there is correction in love. First Corinthians 16, 14 stage, let everything that you do be done in love, include, including correcting somebody who disobeyed a child, a, a younger person, your younger brother, your younger sister. That correction should not be in anger. It should be in love. If you are correcting, if you are, you know, trying to punish in anger, then there is self-love in you. Look at it. If the person disobeys, when you think about that person, the problem is that self-love will not allow you to think about the person. Self-love will make you to think about this plate that is broken. How much I have lost by the plate that he has broken. And as a result of what you have lost, eh, and you are thinking about it, and he has done it before, done it the other day. Out of that, you see yourself getting angry. But if you look at this person and think about this person, that for this person to break this plate last, uh, last year, broke it again last two years, and he's breaking it now, he has a problem. Maybe I should fast and pray for him tomorrow. Compassion and prayer will come in. And let me tell you something. You cannot, after punishing in anger, have anybody to pray for anybody. Once you punish and react in anger, compassion Two of them does not flow from the same channel. Is either anger is flowing or compassion is flowing. When you are thinking of others more than yourself, what will begin to flow is compassion. When you are thinking of yourself more than others, anger must be the result. What about quarreling and fighting? Fighting with words. You know, what normally leads to two people that are quarreling? is impatience to, for, for this person to listen to this person. If somebody come to you now and begin to talk to you in a way that is very bad and you are patiently listening, you will say you are very stupid, see your head like Satan's head and you, you talk and talk, you are listening, you are saying, okay, oh, that's good. You know, as he's talking, you keep on listening and keep on following what he's saying. Keep on saying thank you and all of that. Will there be a quarrel between you and the person? But when the person will say one, you know that the person has not finished what he's saying. Instead of you to be patient, eh, consider him that he needs to talk and he needs to be listened to. You love him, you want him to express himself. Are you getting that? You have not allowed him to express himself. Then you begin to talk. And you yourself that is talking to him. You also want him to hear you. And as you are talking to him. Eh? You now, you now that is hearing. Notice that the one you are talking is no longer hearing. So you will decide to raise your voice a little bit. And when you raise your voice a little bit. The person will notice that you are no longer hearing what he's saying. He will also decide to raise his own what? Another little bit. And that's how the little bit will keep on rising 
until the whole neighbors and the whole people will begin to hear both of your voice and they will know that both of you are what? Fighting with West. That's forever. But if you really love this person and you notice that this person is, is, is in upset and maybe he's thinking that you are the one that caused it. Maybe you are not the one that caused it. But you notice that he's ignorant of that. And as he's saying that, you are just compassionate. You patiently listen because you are considering him. Love is patient. So if you love him, you have to be patient to listen to him. This is the reason why husband and wife quarrel. When this person is talking, this person will not allow this person to finish. And then he will start talking his own. Now, if you love your wife or you love your husband, anytime they are talking, he's talking or she's talking, you listen patiently. And there will be no quarrel. Amen. Amen. Self-love is the root of self-defense and self-justification. If you succeed in any effort to defend yourself and prove your, yourself to be right, why the person that accused you or is accusing you is wrong? The truth is that you have achieved something. What have you achieved? You have achieved, you know, making this person wrong while you are right. I don't know whether you get that. Somebody say, you are, you are the one that took this Bible away from this place. And you, are, you know you are not the one. And the person is saying it. And you now, they ask you, are you the one? You say, I'm not the one. But the person keeps saying you are the one. The truth is that you are not supposed to answer that more than once. Once you say, I am not the one, is enough. If you want to say it again and again and explain it again, you are entering into self-defense. You are leaving answer to self-defense. Self-justification. Are you getting it? Now, and when you end up improving that person wrong, you have achieved proving yourself right. Your brother or your sister will become wrong while you become right. Do you know that when we are small eh, and somebody do what is bad, then you go to report. When you report to the parents or whoever that you are reporting to and the parents come to punish that person, how do you feel? You feel happy. You say, eh, I will tell mommy. I will tell daddy. You want, to, you want your sister to be punished. You want your, your brother to be punished. You don't love her. If you love your sister, I'm talking to you. You won't like to be reporting and be, you know, happy when the, your sister is... In fact, if you see your sister crying, you should have compassion. It's because of self-love. You love yourself more than others. Self-love is dangerous. Self-love is the root of all deceit and lies. Why do you lie to another person and deceive him? It is because you love yourself more than, more than the person. Peter lied and denied Jesus three times. Even with pre-information. 
Jesus, you know, pre-informed him that you are going to do this. Still, he did it. The Bible says he was even swearing as he was denying. Why? Peter loved himself more than the Lord. That was why he, after spending three years with a man, eating with him, you open your mouth before everybody and say, I never know this person. You don't want to suffer. You don't want to be accused. You don't want to be, you know, persecuted. That's why you will lie to deny Jesus. So many people, so many believers are compromising their faith because they don't want to suffer for the sake of Christ. They love themselves more than they love Christ. Somebody must be delivered from self-love today in the name of Jesus Christ. Compare your devotion to things that will give you money, honor, fame, prestige, to your devotion to the things of God. And you will, real, you will realize clearly whether you have loved the Lord more than yourself or not. You remember Judas? Judas was the treasurer among the twelve. He loved himself more than the twelve, more than the Lord. That's why he is taking money from the post to help. The Bible said he used to take money from the post to help himself. When they, everybody has finished eating, he will collect money to go and eat extra. Eh? What do you think he's planning? He has a plan when he betrayed Jesus. I'm sensing he may be planning to buy a, 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 a plot of land with the money. Or maybe start laying foundation with the one he has bought using the stealing that he has been stealing all this while. Can you imagine that? Betraying your master with a kiss. Eh? That is, you love yourself more than you love. So you can see that self-love is at the root of every sin. Philippians chapter 2 verse 21 is very important for us to read. Look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 21. I read it from No International Version, NIV. For everyone looks out for his, for his own interests. And not those of Jesus Christ. Everyone is common for people to look at their own interests and not at the interests of Jesus Christ. That is loving yourself more than you love Jesus. Do we take God and the things of God, the things that draw us close to Him? As serious as we take our businesses, as serious as we take our academies, these are the indices that show that we have loved ourselves more than we have loved God. Self-love is at the root of envy and jealousy. The voice of envy and jealousy is always saying, why will he be him that is recognized? Why will it be him that is applauded? Why will it be him that is praised and not me? Eh? You know, you know the, the word envy can be used in a positive sense. I envy you. Without any ill mind, mindedness. Now, in that case, it is somebody that is above your level. 
Are you getting it? People, the flesh does not envy somebody that is higher than you. In a negative way. You just be. But when it is somebody at your level, or even somebody that you thought follow up, that is not the one preaching, then you need to look at self-love, manifesting envy, jealousy. You see yourself that if it is you that they are clapping for, they are applauding, you will be very happy. But it's not you. It's another person. So you are not happy. Eh? And then because of that, you know, you begin to carry malice and you will not be happy towards that person. It is because you love that person. You love yourself more than you love that person. Self-love is at the root of pride. Pride is when you are esteeming yourself to be more important or to be better than others. It is when you love yourself more than you love others that you will think that you are better than them. And you will consider yourself to be more important than them. It is self-love that is manifesting in you when you are constantly looking for the best and most comfortable position wherever you go at the expense of others and doing your best to secure it for yourself. Eh? It shows that you love yourself more than you love others. It's just clear. Sometimes you see yourself dragging for seats. Most comfortable seats. In a bus, in a car, in a place. Even at the expense of others. If you have considered others and loved them more than you love yourself, you would have allowed them to, to take the best. It is self-love that you are manifesting when you cannot patiently be in a queue until it is your turn. You are showing that you love yourself more than these people that were there before you. You will jump queue because you consider yourself and the things you are doing more important than them and what they are doing. Self-love is dangerous. Self-love is at the root of all the struggling and striving especially when resources seems to be scarce not to go around. Eh? Sometimes when you notice that the biscuit that will be shared is are 20 biscuits and you people are 25. 20 biscuits to be shared among what? 25. So, 5 people will not get the biscuits. You will notice that some people eh, we, we want to get first. Am I correct? They want to get first so that they will not be among the 5. They will use their brain very quickly to calculate and then they sometimes you, you see people say let me go and sit in the front side because they will start sharing from the from that side sometimes when people attend an occasion they will go and sit in a particular place because they believe that they will start sharing from that place have you been in a situation where there are so many passengers and there is no bus or there are few buses what do you notice in that kind of uh, situation? 
a lot of strong. If one boss will come out like this, if one boss will come out like this, you will see rush. I have been in a situation where some people will be entering through the door, others will be entering through the window. Eh? Now, what are you manifesting? You see yourself struggling to enter. Okay, when you enter, what will happen to the people that don't enter? And sometimes you see that when you enter, you look at the people that are still waiting. You laugh and say, hey, so you people are still here. I beg, driver, make you move. Self-love. You love yourself more than you love these people. Remember what led us to this study. You can never understand divine love. Not talking of his power. If you are not delivered from self-love. You can't. It's not possible. When food are shared and it didn't reach everybody, the truth is that if the food did not reach everybody, listen, and you love the people more than you love yourself, you will not be happy. You will not be happy. In fact, if there is a way for you to vomit the food for them to eat, you would have prepared it. But some people will be happy. Say, I thank God I've already eaten before the food is finished. Hey, this God is good though. I will give testimony. That you have eaten and others did not eat becomes a thing of joy. Self-love. Self-love is at the root of all stinginess. If you love others more than you love yourself, you will give them your time, your resources, your smiles, your ways of encouragement, your ways of comfort. When you don't have time to console with those that are in sorrow, you are pursuing a goal. You are ambitious about your purpose. And somebody lost someone and you don't have time to go and console with the person. You don't have time to go and, you know, visit people that are rejoicing to rejoice with them. You remember the Bible says, weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that what? Rejoice. But you don't have time. You are pursuing first class. You are pursuing a business breakthrough. You are working day and night for something else. You don't have time for others. It is self-love. At the root of every stinginess. Stinginess of your resources. You, you have eaten. You care about yourself. You have excess in your account. You don't know that there are brothers, there are people that have not eaten. You are not caring about how to reach out to them. How to help them get established. All you know is that you have getting established. Is that something you can do to help brethren get established? You are not thinking about them. You can't think about other people's welfare if you don't love them. And you can't think deep about people if you don't deeply love them. You can't think deep on how to help people come out of their problem and get solution for their problem if you don't love them. This thought all around ourselves is as a result of self-love. Self-love makes you to ref refuse to minister to others through your testimonies, special numbers, gift of the Holy Spirit. You know you have that gift, word of pro uh, prophecy, word of wisdom, and so on. What Even the word of God. Because of shyness, because of what people will say, 
eh? You are not considering the people. You don't love them. You don't love how the people will be encouraged by that prophecy. You are like, I don't want to prophesy today because people will say that I'm always prophesying. I gave testimony uh, last week fellowship. I don't want to give testimony today because they will be thinking that is here all the time. I will be giving testimony. Eh? The way they will be thinking about me in this fellowship now, as if I'm the only one, one person giving testimony. Look at what you are thinking. Are you thinking about the people? You see somebody singing special number, and you will not like to sing even when you have special number, because you say I'm shy. I, I don't used to come out before people. You are considering yourself. You are not considering how the people will benefit from your special number. Self-love. He will not allow you to be free to minister to God's people. Even when you have something to bless their life with. Self-love makes you to avoid fellowshipping or associating with others. Because you don't want them to insult you. Or look down on you. Sometimes you think that such people are holy when they isolate themselves. You don't know that they are conscious of the fact that if I join this discussion now, they may say something that will make me to feel bad. Self-love. Dangerous. You must be delivered from self-love today so that you can understand divine love and be ready to walk in divine love. You see, love is not a new topic. But how many believers are really walking in divine love? Sometimes when we preach about loving your enemies, it becomes like an uphill tax, an impossibility for so many believers. They, they keep thinking, how can this be? The reason why that can never be is because of self-love. Self-love will not allow you to participate in group discussion or Bible study, whether offline or online. Even when you have wonderful ideas to share And people would have benefited from them If you have shared them Some of us in some brethren whatsapp group we belong to We are just dormant We don't talk We don't make any contribution Even when you have something that will bless people's life It is self-love You don't love the brethren You are considering yourself You don't want to be commenting But you are reading other people's own Look at you you are benefiting from other people's contribution. But you will not open your mouth and say the one that the Spirit of God is putting in your heart. Somebody must change today from self-love. In the name of Jesus Christ. Self-love will make you eat comfortably and even pack extra food without caring whether others in the same meeting has eaten. You are only caring about yourself whom you love and not about others. Self-love will make you to be selective in relating with people and showing kindness to them. You will like to show kindness to people that will show kindness to you. You will be calculating. If I do this to this person, will he do that to me? That's why you will not reach out to the poor that cannot respond back to you. Eh? You want to associate with the people that when you give them, during your own time, they will give you back. That is not divine love. That is self-love. Self-love is the spirit behind the bossy attitude. Bossy attitude. Instead of serving others, when opportunity comes, 
you will sit and be giving command for others to serve you. Hey, uh, bring food for my neighbor. Bring water for me too. I have not drank water. The person you are commanding is somebody that is older than you. What is your problem? Why can't you rise up and bring food to somebody? You consider yourself better and more important than the person. That's why you are receiving service. Jesus said in Mark 10 45 that even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Self love is what makes a man to rejoice when he is not badly affected by something, even when others who have been others have, have been badly affected by it. How can you be happy when the people you love are in pains? Eh? Ah, thank God, oh, I am happy that in that accident I was delivered, no scratch. Even though some people were in the, you know, they, they, they were injured, but this God loved me so much. I don't have any scratch. I'm so happy. Brethren, please rejoice with me. You can't be happy. Excuse me. That, that testimony is wrong. We can thank God for delivering you. But we should, you know, we should not be happy that some people are, are wounded, are in pains. Self-love will always make you to think of yourself, your own good. This is the problem behind the, the, the all, all everything, the corruption in the society, embezzlement of public funds, all the things that are happening in our nation now. I'm telling you, it is self-love that is behind all of them. Somebody will be appointed in a position. He will embezzle all the money around that position. They call it national cake. And then another person will be criticizing him. As if when he gets there, he will not embezzle his own. Until self-love is dealt with in the life of every Nigerian, Nigerian will not be will not be you know sanctified. If you love self more than you love people, you will not be ready to work and sacrifice for them. You will be when you get there, you'll be looking for your own pocket. God is looking for believers that self-love has been dealt with in them to place them in the position of governance and politics so that the land will be redeemed from corruption, from wickedness from embezzlement of public fund and so on and so forth brothers and sisters we have seen the evil of self-love if we have seen the evil of self-love we must reject it we must seek God earnestly for a total deliverance from self-love. Why should we seek total deliverance from self-love? There are four reasons why we should seek to be totally delivered from self-love. Number one, we have clearly seen that self-love is the root of all evils in our life. You know, First Timothy chapter 6 verse 10 says, the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of self is also what? The root of all evil. That is how if you trace every evil, every sin, 
every quarreling, every fornication, every masturbation, every sin that believers commit, unbelievers commit, you will trace it back to loving yourself more than you love God and you love others. Every sin. So if you are to be delivered from sin, this is the problem. Many believers are, are looking for a time when they will be free from sin. May I announce to you that until you are true with self-love, you will not be true with sin. Total deliverance from sin is only possible in the life of a believer that is totally delivered from self-love. As long as you still love yourself more than you love God, as long as you still love yourself more than you love others, you cannot be free from sin. That's number one. And I don't know where you are going if you are not free from sin. You will carry sin to heaven. Eh? A song said, will you carry your sin to heaven? Will you carry your sin to the kingdom of God? That the kingdom of, of heaven that he promised to those that he loved, no sinner will enter therein. You can't carry sin. You know, some of us are saying, eh, eh, God understand. Listen. No wonder the Bible says, he that is born of God does not commit sin. He that is born of God. When God gives birth to you, you know what he, he, he gives birth to? He gives birth to divine love in you. Because it's only by the power of divine love that a man can be delivered from sin. As long as you carry this sin that was in Adam, that made Adam to blame his wife, blame God on top, how can you be free from sin? Check all, every sinners in the Bible and then check your own history of sin. You will notice that every quarrel you have quarreled with somebody, every criticism or judging or judgment you have judged anybody is based on self-love. Number two, reason why we must earnestly seek deliverance from self-love. We cannot understand divine love nor walk in divine love no matter how much we desired until we are delivered from self-love. Divine love demands that you should love your enemies. Do you remember that Jesus said, if you greet those that greet you, if you love those that love you, what is the difference between you and the unbelievers? Eh? What are we seeing among the believers today? Because somebody is sitting on your promotion for one year, you will pray that the person will die by fire. So we pray that the person will die and dry up. Somebody said that you notice that the people that fall and die are not drying up. So he, he has to call them to dry up. Because he's sitting, he's sitting on your promotion. But look at Jesus. They are not sitting on his promotion. They are killing him. They are crucifying him. He himself has forgiven them and is begging God to forgive them. For they don't know what they are doing. And if you think that it is Jesus, what about Stephen? A new convert of the Pentecost. Stephen repented on the day of Pentecost. 
But look at as they were killing him. As they were killing him, stoning him to death, he was praying for them. He was saying to God, Do not lay these sins upon their head. Forgive them. I have forgiven them. I don't have problem with them. Can you imagine? Stephen, is he an angel? I think we are talking about angel Stephen. How did Stephen attend to this kind of love? Eh? You can never understand divine love or the power behind it until you are delivered, until self-love is evacuated from your life. It's a good foundation for us today because we are about to talk about the power of divine love in the team we are entering. But brothers and sisters, we must be cleared of self-love. The reason behind that anger and that quarrel, you get angry and then it's because you are considering yourself. Ah, you have not called me since uh, two weeks. What about you? Can't you call the person that have not called you? And then you are angry with her or with him that he has not called you. If you love that person, do you know what has happened to him that made him not to call you? Do you know the things that is around him? Oh, you have not visited me. Oh, you have not done this. You are not caring. What about you? Are you caring? Was it not in Matthew 7, 12 that Jesus said, Whatever you will want men to do to you, do it to them. For this is the summary of the law and the prophet. This is summary of the Old Testament. Everything that the law and the prophet said is in this. So, you can't understand divine love until you are true with self-love. Not even an element of it remaining in your life. That's a, a very serious point. Another reason why we must seek total deliverance from self-love is that you cannot be led by the Spirit of God with self-love in your life. Romans 8.14 says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Self-love is a great limitation to experiencing the fullness of God. And as such, it hinders you from fulfilling God's purpose for your life. No man can fulfill the purpose of God for his life who has not been delivered from self-love. All the men that finished the race, Paul said, I have finished the race. Eh? I have kept the faith. What is left now is the crown of righteousness. Whom he is going to give to me, not only me, but all those that love his appearing. Eh? You can't finish this race well. You can't execute all that God wants you to execute. Because the Spirit of God cannot lead you when, in fact, self-love not only blinds, it blocks your ear. Some of you that say, I'm not hearing from God. Do you know why you're not hearing from God? Self-love has an spiritual ear-blocking ability. 
He has a, a, a spiritual eye. You can't see. You, you, you can't hear. Anybody who is living in self-love is spiritually blind and spiritually deaf. And even spiritually dumb. You may be talking voraciously, physically. Self-love is the greatest enemy of Christianity. Self-love is the highest danger in Christianity. The reason why so many of you are not growing spiritually. The reason why so many of you, you desire a spiritual height. You see a man of God that God has anointed with great anointing. And you want to be like him. You, you, you hear the man, the man say, I did fasting, you go and do fasting. You know, you know, some of you think that something should have started happening in your life by now. But you are already growing old. Trace, if you trace it, you notice that it is, what is limiting you? Self-love is a great li- limiter. It introduces limitation. It will say to you, you will be growing, but you cannot you know, go beyond this level. I'm telling you the truth. If you love God more than you love yourself, eh? if you love other people more than you love yourself, your life will be like the life of Jesus Christ. He finished. It was selflessness. No self-love that made him to do all that he did for humanity. I repeat, check the history, both in the Bible and in the contemporary time. All the men that you read about that finished their race well, finished strong, their self-love was, you know, dealt with in their life. They were delivered from self-love. So if you are planning that in your own lifetime, you will fulfill the purpose of God for your life. How many of you want that kind of thing? You want by the time you are breathing your last. All that God has planned that you will accomplish has been accomplished. Can I see your hand up? The only thing that will happen for that to be possible is what? Total deliverance from self-love. As long as self-love, any trace of it is in your life, it will not work. It will limit you. If it's not limiting you now, it will limit you at a particular junction. To be anointed by God... It's not about, you know, looking for a man that has anointing and say you want to tap. Anointing is not a, a wine that you go for tapping, wine tapping. Eh? The, the, the first step towards growing in anointing is what? Self-love has to be dealt with. Because God is love and love is God. So to grow in God, to grow in love, to be filled with God, to be filled with love, the other negative love must go. Self-love has nothing to offer you. Self-love is Satan's weapon to destroy you and your destiny. Self-love has destroyed so many de- destinies. Self-love has sent many to early grave. Self-love has blocked the ear of many from hearing the voice of God. They are pursuing an ambition against the purpose of God. That is not in line with what God wants them to do. Because of self-love. They have not considered God and what God wants them to do. Self-love has made many people to disobey God. God said to you, 
this is the way I want you to be doing this business. But you are looking for something for yourself, not to please God. You go against God. You go against, you will not listen, you will not even hear. Self-love is deadly. I have not seen anything as deadly as self-love in Christianity. Something that can that is the root of everything. Root of anger is self-love. Root of pride is self-love. Root of fornication is self-love. What is it that is good about self-love? Only to deceive you and make you feel important. Remember how it came. It came from Adam. It began to manifest after the fall. So it is self-love that is fueling self. Fueling the flesh. When a generator has no fuel in it, will you do anything? The fuel for self and the flesh is what? Self-love. Let the fuel go and flesh will, will, will become dead. It will not operate anymore. And then number four reason why you must with every radicalism in you tonight, say to God I can never go with self-love from tonight. Is so important. This number four, take note of it. You can never become a true disciple of Christ if you have self-love in you. This is because none of the three conditions that we are given by the Lord Jesus Christ as the condition of discipleship can ever be attained with self-love. Let's look at the three conditions of discipleship. Number one said, loving Christ above all. In the book of Luke chapter 14, go to the book of Luke chapter 14, verse 25 to 26. Luke 14, 25. And there went great multitudes with him and he turned and said unto them if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and his brethren and sisters yes and his own life also he cannot be my disciple just permit me to be silent about hating your father mother, brothers and sisters let us look at that last one are you seeing the last one? He said, yes, and his own life also. Did you see that? Jesus is saying, look at what Jesus is saying. If you, if you cannot hate yourself, if you cannot hate your life, you cannot be my disciple. Brothers and sisters, the condition that Jesus presented for any human being that we have the capacity cannot means that even if you want to you will not be able if I say sister Chiamaka please come and help me carry this pulpit and you want to really do what I say now you come and you notice that you don't have the strength to carry it does that mean that you don't want to do it you want to be my disciple but you cannot. You are willing to be my disciple. But the only thing that will give you the strength, the capacity to be my disciple, is when you have hated your own life. 
when there is no element of self-love, love of self in you. Do you understand? Christianity is founded on deliverance from self-love. Is a foundational matter for true Christianity. And if the foundation is destroyed, even the righteous man can do nothing. I repeat, you can never, never be a true Christian if you, you are not totally delivered from self-love from the day you got born again. You will see yourself going up and down. Sometimes you see as if you are growing spiritually. At another time you see yourself going down. Sometimes it seems as if you are hot. At another time you see yourself cold. Some people wonder, why is it that this brother is always moving forward with God? Always growing at every point in time. That is the way it's supposed to be. You that is not growing. Sometimes you say, last year I was very hot for the Lord. I was born in. What about this year? The problem you have is self-love. Jesus Christ of Nazareth said, if you don't hate your life, if you have self-love in you, even if it is an atom, you know what they call atom in chemistry, is the smallest element, you cannot be my disciple. You can be the sister's coordinator of your fellowship. You can be the president, and they will be telling you, president. But there is one thing you cannot be. You will, even if you want to be, it's not possible. For you to develop the strength and the capacity to be a disciple of Christ, you must hate your life. You must not love yourself. Why? Because the man you are about to follow is a man that has no self-love. The man you want to put your, your step in his step is a man that is filled with divine love. Do you understand? It's so clear. You can't be his disciple because how can you follow a man that has no love for himself and you have love for yourself? It's not possible. You can't. No matter how you try. In John 12 verse 24, he said, Truly, truly, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat falls into the ground and die, it abideth alone. Then in verse 25, he said, Any one of you eh, who want to be my disciple, you must hate your life. Look at John 12, 25. 24, he said, The corn of wheat must fall into the ground and die. But look at 25. 25 says, He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. He that hated his life in this world shall do what? Keep it unto life eternal. But he that loveth his life shall do what? Lose it. Self-love is an anathema in true Christianity. It is not allowed. Jesus has zero tolerance for self-love. Somebody said, I will follow you, but let me go say bye-bye to my people. He said, you are not fit. You can't. I will follow you, but first, let me... Um, let me go and uh, bury my father. Say, sorry. Sorry. He has zero, zero tolerance. You can't have self-love and be a disciple. Some of you that say you are a disciple, you are doing... It's not by attending discipleship class. 
attending discipleship class is good because that's where you'll be hearing the word. But what makes you a disciple is that you are delivered from self-love. True disciples of Christ are known for one thing. All of them, everywhere. If you go to America, they have one, one um, identity. If you go to India, if you go to uh, Australia, if you go to China, if you go, come to Nigeria, all true disciples of Christ has one identity. They are all delivered from self-love. The Lord knows those who are His. If you are His, He knows. And how does He know? Let us shake. Is there self-love in you? The second condition in, of discipleship, I say three of them. You can never meet any of the conditions of discipleship if you have self-love in you. Discipleship is based on deliverance from self-love. Christianity, true one that will take you to heaven. Not the one that you say, not everyone that said to me, Lord, Lord, we enter there. No. Not the one that will say, I did miracle in your name, but we'll be rejected on last day. The one that will take you to heaven. You must not love yourself more than you love others. More than you love God. Look at Luke chapter um, 14, 27. Go back to that 14. We are going to combine it with 9.23. 14.27 said, And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Let's combine it with chapter 9, verse 23. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. The second condition of discipleship is deny self by bearing the cross. You cannot deny yourself by yourself if you love yourself. He said, let him deny himself. Various versions of the Bible rendered denying self using different words. There are 11 of them here. Number one, there's a version that's good news that said, forget yourself. There's another version that said, say no to yourself and your own interest. There's another version that said, disown yourself, disown. Another one said, lose sight of yourself and your self-interest. Another one said, refuse yourself. Another one said, give up all right to yourself. Another one said, renounce yourself. Another one said, leave yourself behind. Another one said, disregard yourself. Another one said, put yourself aside. And then another one said, ignore yourself. Just imagine that. Can you ignore yourself? Eh? If you love yourself. It's not possible. No. Okay, let's use the word disown. Have you seen a father that disowns a son that he loves? Eh? 
On what occasion does the father disown a son? It is when the son is giving him headache day after day as he's coming back from SAS office where they bail him. Eh? He got a phone call that your son is now with the normal police. Then he will go for normal police case. When he's finishing with normal police case, a lawyer will come and serve him paper to come to the court. The same person. And this is happening year in, year out. The man will, at the time will say, excuse me, I don't think that I will be your father again. He will now do what? Disown his son. You cannot deny yourself, brother. Bro, you can't until you have not hated yourself. You can't forget yourself. You can't disregard yourself. You can't see. This is the reason why people quarrel and fight. Because they can't disregard themselves. They feel insulted. And they must have to protect themselves. They must have to do something. Do you know that sometimes, if somebody notices that, maybe a small boy notices that a bigger boy is stronger than him and has slapped him, beat him, knocked him on the head, and he has no power to fight him back, he will not go without saying something bad to the person. But he will not say it while he's still in his hand. He'll be waiting for a running distance. The moment he gets to a running distance, he will do what? He will say something back. He must fight. At least let me say something bad to him. If it, if it is that one that I will be able to do, I am okay. You can't deny yourself. The, 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 the greatest thing about this condition is that it is not another person that will deny you. Who will deny yourself? Let him. Let him ignore himself. Let her disregard herself. Let her refuse herself. Reject herself. Lose sight of herself. Say no to her own self-interest. It can't happen if you love yourself more than you love others. And then the third condition in verse 33 of Luke 14 said, Whosoever be of you that forsaketh not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. You see, you cannot bear the cross if you have not hated yourself. That's the reason why Peter denied Christ three times. Some of us cannot fast, fast for a while and, you know, say no to food for a while because you have loved self more than the Lord that asks you to fast. He asks you to fast seven days. He knows that you will not die fasting seven days. He knows. But because you love self more than you love the Lord, you will disobey him and stop the fasting on the fifth day. 
Some will close the fasting that is uh, that they are meant to close by six. They will close it by three thirty, and they will say to the Lord, "You know, I have tried." You cannot, you know, carry your cross. What is cross? Be ready to suffer for the sake of Christ at any level. If you have not hated your life, if you love your life, the normal thing is to protect it. When they want to kill you for the sake of Christ, you will deny Christ at that point. That's why you cannot follow him. It's better you write it down so that it will be clear to you, possibly paste it on your house, that it is obvious to me, write it by your name, say, I, Chidebele, cannot be a disciple of Christ because I have loved myself more than I love Christ, more than I love others. Because of self-love. Write it so that you will seek deliverance. That until you joy, until you are delivered from self-love, you cannot be a Christian. Forget all this speaking in tongues. Though. Forget all this chanting. You know chanting now. Forget all these uh, things. You say praise and worship night. And you are running around. Somebody dance unto the Lord. Somebody do. Let me, let me warn you. Before you, you get disappointed on the last day. Self-love. That is the problem. After dancing in the night, after falling down under anointing, you will get back to your house. You and your roommate, you and your wife, you are quarreling. Sometimes a Christian wife and a Christian husband will not talk for, for days. Sometimes they will enter into shortwave communication. Are you going out today? Yes. What are you going to do? Something. Are you going to buy something for me? Well, if I feel like that's short wave. Malice is going on because of self-love. Do you know that if you love others more than yourself, whatever you eat, you want them to eat it. Whatever you are enjoying, you want them to enjoy it. Somebody lift up your right hand and say, Oh Lord, today is the day, the day I must be delivered from self-love. How can one be delivered from self-love? That's the last point. How can we be delivered from self-love? Number one, the revelation knowledge of the evils and the consequences of self-love is the first deliverance you must have. Eh? I say revelation knowledge. What is revelation knowledge? The one that the Holy Ghost Himself gives you. Thank God for the Word of God we are sharing. We have been able to, you know, point out some of them. But I want to, I want to tell you that we we have not exhausted it. There are so many aspects that are personal to you that have not been mentioned. We just cited few examples. Of the manifestations of self-love. But there are many. Which the Holy Spirit. Will open your eyes to. First in your life. That knowledge. Liberates. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall do what? Make you free. You need to take time. You know the problem that many of us used to have. After this message now, 
you will not listen to it again. You will not meditate on it again. You will think that great things have happened in your life because you will listen to the word of God. Excuse me. For this word to become your own, you must bring out a personal time to meditate on it, praying that the Lord will open your eyes to see what you have had as a revelation. The Holy Ghost must show you your life as a person. Show you the numerous ways self-love is manifesting in you. That is the first level of deliverance. You must bring out personal time. What did I say you are going to bring out? Listen. Personal time to be before the Lord so that He will open your life to you. For you to see the way you have been showing yourself love more than other people. Eh? And more than God. That's number one. Eh? And I want to warn you that the devil will not like you to, to do this. That kind of thing. He will not. He will want to get you busy with so many things. Some of you, the devil will want you to think that this particular message is like every other message. Some of you that are wise, you will know when a foundational message is preached to lay hold of it. If you lay hold of what God is saying tonight, I tell you, it will make all the difference in your Christian life. But the devil will make you to think, is it not like every other message? And then you will just brush it aside. This is a message that has the capacity to deliver you from anger forever. A message that can deliver you from lust forever. Because when you deal with the root of lust, will lust still be there? No. When the root of anger has been dealt with, will anger still be there? No. But the devil will like to... Like, like you to treat it like you know, is it not a message? Which message is that? And they will tell you the topic. It's okay, deliverance from self-love. Okay. May you be wise. So as soon as possible, if not this night, bring out time to, 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 to have a deeper revelation of your own self-love. The one we have mentioned are the common public one. But there are, there are ones that are peculiar to you. Check all the people you have had quarrel with before. All the people you have had misunderstanding. Let the Spirit of God take you back. You will see how self-love has caused the problem. That will be the beginning of your deliverance tonight. What is the second way to, of, of deliverance from self-love? Looking unto Jesus, considering Him and cultivating His mind. There are two passages we are going to read on that. Number one is Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Let's combine it with Philippians chapter 3. Combine it with Philippians chapter 3, verse 5. Philippians chapter 2, sorry. 
Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also has exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father let this attitude let this mind that is in Christ be in you look unto Jesus because he is the author and the finisher of our faith keep your eyes on him you will see how selfless the man was how he did not think about himself when he was leaving the glories of heaven to come to the earth was he thinking about himself who was he thinking about he was thinking about me self love we think of others and how to do them good how to how to help them to be in a good condition how to solve their problems. He saw our problems. He saw how sin has captured us and sickness and death has, you know, sealed us and then Satan is now pounding us. He saw how helpless we were. He thought of us. He came. When people were insulting him, if he has remembered himself do you remember forget yourself if he has remembered who he was eh? God himself insulted by man he, he has forgotten himself that was why the insult of men did not move him looking unto Jesus let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be in you he was, he is, not was, he is equal with God. Equal with God. When they say, who is going to open this seal? In the book of Revelation, the Bible says, the whole heaven, everybody, angels, they were quiet. Nobody want to pay the price. Oh my God. At Gethsemane, the man was praying when he saw the cup, when he saw the suffering, when he saw what is going to fall upon him for the sake of man, not for his, for his, for his own sake. He said, God, is there no other way for this man to be saved? Must I drink this cup? God said, drink this cup. There's no other way. You know. After three times, he said, Father, if this cup must not be taken away from me until I drink it. Thy will be done. He surrendered not for himself. 
but for, for us, for me, for, for you. He loved me more than he loved himself. He loved you more than he loved himself. Looking unto Jesus. We can't be Christ-like. We can't, oh my God. Just imagine you now. If God say now, I'm calling you my daughter. Leave everything you are doing. I want you to be a missionary to serve me. Eh? You know the problem you are going to face. I want to finish my education. You know Timothy? Do you know that Timothy was maybe, don't know whether primary school or secondary school. Did he finish? I want to finish my education. And then I want to, you know, be a nurse. So that as I'm doing the nurse, I will not be serving you. You want to do it in your own terms. You don't, you don't want to do it the way you want. Self-love. Looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher. To be delivered. To be healed of the bite of the serpent. Your eyes must be kept on him. Who is gone before? The Bible said in, in verse 3 of Hebrew 12. Consider him. Who endured all kinds of contradiction from sinners against himself. He endured slap. They mocked him. If you read the account very well, the Bible said when the soldiers took him into the common hall, eh, all the soldiers were mocking him. Do you know the meaning of all the soldiers? All the soldiers under Pilate in Jerusalem. Can you imagine all the soldiers in uh, a two division, a Enugu battalion? All of them. They were mocking him. They were beating him. They were slapping him. All the soldiers. Read your Bible. And he never went back because he has me in mind. He has you in mind. And you want to be like Jesus. And you think you are going to have love for yourself and be like Jesus. You must be dreaming, you know. Christianity is not uh, somebody shout hallelujah. Hey, kalamama, you know? No. Let us go to the foundation. Has self-love been dealt with? Have self-love been dealt with? Looking unto Jesus. The Bible says when he found himself as a man, he still humbled himself further and became obedient to death. Even the death of the cross. Looking unto Jesus. And then number three. Which is where we are going to draw the curtain for prayers tonight. This one is very critical. Repentance. From the ways. You have been manifesting self-love. And crying out. To the Lord. For help. And deliverance. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 said Let us come boldly to the throne of grace Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace That we may obtain mercy And find grace to help in the time of need If you have seen something wrong with your life tonight There are two things to do 
Number one is to repent. Repentance that is coming from the heart for self-love and the ways you have manifested it. And then crying out to the Lord, coming to the throne of grace to receive help, to receive deliverance, which only God can do, only He can give you. I wish that you will right away begin to pray. Begin to confess. Begin to tell the Lord, I'm sorry. Now I know why I normally get angry. Now I know why I'm always conscious of what people will say. I'm always conscious of how people will see me. What they will talk. I'm not conscious of you and what you want. I'm not conscious of others and what they will gain from my correct action. Can you repent of self-love? We are going back to the foundation tonight because many of us have struggled for years in this Christianity. You wonder why you are, go you are going up and down. You will stand up today, tomorrow you will fall again. You cannot continue like this. You must get right of self-love. Oh. When I sober Hey Now wondrous cross On which the prince of glory died My riches gave I can't but love and I pour content on all my pride. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast. Saving the death of Christ my God.
the Lord tonight for a deliverance. Say to the Lord, help me to see Jesus. Help me to see Jesus. To keep my eyes on him who despised the shame and endured the cross for the sake of men. Loving others more than he loved himself and sacrificing everything for all. May I be the same. May the same mind that is in Christ be in me. Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Can you also tell the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to reveal yourself to you to show you other details about the manifestation of self-love in your own life thank you Lord tonight ancient of days we pray that you will send help from Zion unto us tonight a fundamental matter is being dealt with as you are laying foundation on this theme the power of the divine love by showing us that we cannot understand divine love neither can we know the power thereof until we are delivered from self love please Lord because we are going to enter into a journey in divine love may every one of us experience deliverance tonight from self love Deliver us for it is only you that can do that. May the cross of Calvary, where self was terminated, bring an utmost end to self love in our life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Bless God for the for His word has come forth to save His word have everlasting impact in our life in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to Moment of Encounter tonight. As usual, it's brought to you by Calvary We Revival Labors in Ugu, Nigeria. For your questions, testimonies, comments, please do well to send an email to calvarywayrevivallabels at gmail.com. That is calvarywayrevivallabels at gmail.com. For further information on our programs and several messages that will be of great blessing to you, please visit our website at www.calvarywayonline.org www.calvarywayonline.org You also like our Facebook and Telegram pages at, at Calvary Way Revival Labels. 
be back same time next week on the same channel until then endeavor to put into practice the word that you have heard today the almighty god preserve and keep you in these evil days amen god bless you and good night